Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest on the show. Um, I'll let him introduce himself in just a few minutes, but I just wanted to share a brief personal statement from this artist and we can move forward from there. So Mazine says that he's always been a creative. Over the years, he's expressed his creativity through graphic design, web design, and fine arts. Recently, he fell in love with photography and he did not see it coming. So welcome to the show, Mazine. Um, I would love for you to share more about your journey as an artist and please introduce yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I must say it's really good to connect with you again. I know it's been several, several years. So this was a, a refreshing thing to come on my calendar and I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm a photographer artist and entrepreneur and soon to be realtor and I'm excited to share my story with you guys. Fantastic so let's take it all the way to the beginning. Um, When did you find a passion for the arts? Uh, So I actually before you and I met at the Corcoran College of Art and Design way back in the day I was I had dropped out of college twice Um, reason being is I first went to um, I first actually received uh, nothing but rejection letters because my grades were garbage, if I'm being frank. Um, I never really enjoyed the process of standardized learning. But of course, you know, hindsight, looking back at it, I didn't really know it was standardized learning. Right. And I didn't have the words to understand why it wasn't working for me. So I never did homework. I still don't do homework. Um, <laughs> but we can, but, you know, I know that's controversial, I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't a good test taker um, and I barely got by, not because I didn't understand the information that was given to me, uh, but because I just didn't like the learning style. So fast forward, I graduate high school, I go to community college, I drop out, I go to interior design school, I drop out. And our friend of ours actually uh, told me about the Corcoran and five minutes later I applied and about a month later I got in. Oh my gosh. The, the best five minute decision I've ever made. Wonderful. I, that's so refreshing to hear. And I do agree with you. Like the whole standardized test structure is not made for a lot of different learning capabilities. Cause I feel like I had the same experience where nothing I could gravitate towards educationally unless it had something to deal with that was visual or art related. So I get it. So from there, um, what did you study at the Corcoran? So I studied fine art without a focus because Mm. that was just too intimidating to have to narrow in on one thing. And I think that's sort of translated well into my post-college adult life is you know, I don't want to tie myself down. And I guess I didn't want to before. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it, I think fine art in general was good enough for me to really learn how to learn. Absolutely. And with the fine art focus, um, what exactly was your work? What kind of work did you make at that time? 
So I really wanted to, to be a super painter. Like I wanted to be so good at painting that I was like Picasso the next day. But, you know, I, I, it got messy for me. And by that, I mean, literally messy. So <laughs> by the time junior and senior year rolled around, I switched over to graphic design, not officially. I would, you know, go into the computer lab and mess with the Adobe softwares. Um, and that was because I got tired of cleaning paintbrushes, to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest with you. Um, in an ideal world, I would probably run away and paint in a cabin. Um, one day, hopefully soon, um, where I have enough space to make a mess. You know, I actually laugh at myself, um, at my younger self and how I took myself so seriously when we had all that time to play, you know, <laughs> like and not just focus on one thing because I wanted to be like a Picasso or I wanted to do, you know, something extravagant. And I was just so intimidated and like overwhelmed with the ideas that I had. I actually just didn't make what I wanted to make. Yeah. Did you feel that there was like a pressure to be perfect? Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't make anything. <laughs> yep. it, was, it was hard. And, you know, I know the pressure was probably, at least for me, unintentional from our professors and our peers. Absolutely. Um, but it was still there. It was like, it, no, you really got to shine. You got to make the best painting ever. Uh, it's got to go in a gallery next week. That was that's what was running in my mind. Exactly. And that time. pressure, I agree. Yeah. That pressure, I feel like just made you feel like it was a standardized test and not you having the chance to do what you want to do, which is just to make art. You know? right. exactly. It just got overcomplicated for no reason because of that structure of it being an institution. But you can't, you know, put so many so many barriers on art. So I get Absolutely. it. I get it. <laughs> so. You say that, you know, you wanted to be this Picasso painter, then you dabbled in graphic design. Um, when you completed your studies, like what was next? Oh, man, uh, I was still working in retail and sales uh, at a store called Home Rule. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we closed down in 2019. So Home Rule was uh, 20 years in business. And before college, you know, my first job was at Target. So I've been working, and now I'm 33, so about half my life, mm. I've been working in sales, retail, customer service, and I think I love the thrill of a sale. I still do. Um, so I've just been working, you know, sometimes I would get a creative role, sometimes I would get a really boring administrative role, um, not hating on any administrative professionals out there. Uh, and, you know, a lot of freelancing. I think if it wasn't for all these years of just freelancing random creative jobs, I A, wouldn't be able to pay bills and B, I think I would have been very rusty, unhappy and not creative. So I just sort of been going with the flow. I still am. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually lost my job four months ago and mm -hmm. now at the point where it's time to do what I wanna do. So I wanna do everything and anything I've always wanted to do. And that's exactly what I've been doing. That's fantastic. And I don't want us to kind of like go into the next question or topic, because I sure. really feel like it's important for people to hear this, especially artists that feel like, you know, you're going to come out of school and just be an artist. It doesn't work that way. It's not that concrete for everyone. And I do feel like having narratives such as your own on the show, talking about you, you know, working at Target and doing sales, like all of those things, even though it's not necessarily a full-time artist gig, 
are helping you navigate, you know, your, I don't know, your passion or whatever you want to do in the future. Like you're now ready to be a full-time artist, but had you not had the experience in sales, had you not had the experience in other avenues, I feel like, would you have been in this position to be like, I'm ready to do what I want to do now? No, I think it was very necessary as gruesome as some of the days and shifts were over the years. I think, uh, you know, there were times where you meet people who end up being key factors in your life, um, huge influencers in your, you know, career. career Definitely. So I think it was very necessary. You know, it's sort of like pay your dues situation and you never know who you're going to run into. And I think as much as I hated most of those jobs, I, I don't really regret them that much at all. That's fantastic. And I can relate as well. Like I've, I told myself after I taught, cause I, I just recently quit my job. <laughs> There's an interesting story behind that, but I told myself if it doesn't work out for the 15th time, I'm going to have to do full time. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe I need to work at a grocery store for part-time, but it is time for me to be a full-time artist yeah. or like dedicate most of my time. So I love that. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about the most recent job that you had that you lost. Was that due to the pandemic or just other things? Sure. So it was a great role. It was semi-creative, if you mm-hmm. will, working in public health marketing. Oh, so wow. my role was to market uh, COVID-19 uh, treatment options and literally just, you know, make people aware of how to treat, how to navigate and how to recover from COVID-19 uh, through government resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so HHS um, and NIH were our clients and, you know, lots of tweeting, lots of community management. Um, I think I lost the role, to be honest, I have no idea why, but I know it had to do with uh, funding from the government. Okay. Um, it was very upsetting. Uh, because here you are, you know, an art school graduate. You finally, after all these years, land a six-figure salary, and it's you know gone. It's gone in minutes. That's um, that's how I was with that DCPS. <laughs> I was like looking at those numbers, and I've never seen numbers that high, and just feeling like, oh man, I made it. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it felt like a huge win, and then immediately a huge loss. Yeah. So I said to myself, I finally made it to like, you know, the first step of the ladder I wanted to get to. So if I did it before, why can't I do it again? So I think I've, I've gone through the grieving process and I'm finally over it and I'm ready to move on and pursue my passions. I love that. So now I want to hear about all your passions. What is oh, it? Oh, sure. So I know you remember in art school, uh, I took zero photography classes. Yes. We you know, we had a lot of peers where most of the students were actually taking photography. They outnumbered us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always just found a science and chemistry specifically very, very intimidating. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I failed it a million times in high school. So we had the dark room and you had your dark room photography. And I remember once I tried to do something with that. And I was like, never again. I never want to touch photography. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear the word film or aperture or f-stop. Uh, so fast forward, uh, how many years later? Yeah. So 2013, we graduated in 2012. Mm -hmm. I worked at a a photography studio in the area in Northern Virginia, and I wasn't hired as a photographer, obviously. Um, and there was a lot of digital photography, no film. So way less intimidating. And my role was, uh, social media marketing and marketing in general. Mm -hmm. 
one day I remember distinctly it was a Friday, probably like a month in or so. Um, no, probably about three months in. Um, I noticed that the photography team was having so much fun. And I was just, <laughs> I said to myself at the meeting table, you know, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to go buy a camera after work because these people around me are enjoying their job. Wow. They're having fun. And I'm so glad I did it. I left work that day, bought a camera, and here we are. You know, wow. it's been about a year and a half, and Manifest Lifestyle Studios, my company, um, is doing well. Um, you know, as any other photographer, we have our ups and downs, and business is slow, business isn't is going well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that my impulsive nature led me to another amazing opportunity I never thought I'd find. Congratulations. So what is the name of your company? What is the um, name of your photography business? Uh, it's Manifest Lifestyle Studios, LLC, because mm-hmm. we call LLC ourselves. Very nice. Uh, and the idea came from, you know, when you want to achieve something and manifest your ideal lifestyle, you really have to start saying to yourself, I'm this, I'm XYZ, I'm ABC, and I'm going to do it and I'm going to get there. So I was like, how can I help people do that as well? Because in addition to being creative, you know, I enjoy helping people as long as it's in a creative way, because I feel like that's all I can offer in terms of helping others. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, let's just call it manifest lifestyle because I'm trying to manifest this lifestyle. I love it. And you know what? I am just like blown away because I felt like you've had years of photography experience. Let me tell you, this guy's work. <laughs> I go on your Instagram. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea you're a photographer, but you literally just started photography. Yeah, I'm a baby. So, brand new. Wow. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't for YouTube and a few photography friends in the area. Wow. Wouldn't have learned what I learned now. And I can see myself getting better. But you know what? Um, I want to keep growing. Fantastic. If it's 50 years from now, I want to be better than I was today. So I really want to quickly chat about something that you mentioned about like your photography experience at Corcoran. So I can relate because I don't know if you know, but I started as a photojournalist major. Yep. And the darkroom intimidated me so badly to the point that I was just like, I'm going to fail this class. I know I can paint. I know I could draw. And I love all of that. I need to switch my major. So yeah. it was at that point where I felt like I didn't get help for anyone because there's like this like prestigious, I don't know, like way that the photography kids carry themselves mm-hmm. as well as the professors and whatnot. So yeah. asking for help was just like, you don't know this. Like, how did you get in the program type of thing? So I was like, ah, uh, yep, yeah, I'm going to find art. Yeah, and- it's uh, very familiar. I, I definitely <laughs> got in that sort of response when you're asking for help. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I know where I, I I can go to fine art and be okay. And I actually meant to do fine art photography, but I didn't know the difference. Yeah. Sometimes I still don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm happy where I, I'm happy where I ended up, but that was, yeah. you know, I, I remember, I remember one day you sort of just popped up in the studio. Yeah. I mean, just looking at your work from what I saw back then, I was like, you know, she knows what she's doing. So oh, great. I think you you landed in the right spot. I think it was a good decision. Definitely. I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. So just your story about like your entire artistic journey and, you know, 
working towards having your own business. Now you're basically an entrepreneur, right? Is yes. that what you call oh, yourself? That's my, my favorite word. And yeah. I'm, I'm finally able to confidently and genuinely introduce and describe myself that way. So now I can use the word with confidence. Wonderful. So I'm happy that I'm finally there. Wonderful. And you were mentioning that you also, um, you know, into kind of adding on to all of the expertises that you have to doing, um, becoming a realtor. So with that, will that be under the manifest umbrella or? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. The manifest lifestyle studios brand is expanding. Uh, just got to pass my test. (laughs) Uh, So no, I've always wanted to be a realtor. I remember when I was about 20 years old, um, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I've, I'm, I'm good at sales. By then I've had maybe five years of sales experience selling whatever, anywhere, you know, I was probably at job number 10 by the time I was 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I've never, anytime I mentioned to someone who was a realtor or someone who knew a realtor that, hey, I want to do this. Do you have any advice or feedback? It was always negative. It was always mm-hmm. like, it's hard work. Are you sure you can do it? It's long hours. Uh, you got to be patient. It was just negative, negative, negative. So fast forward, uh, I want to say, yeah, it was early, early this year. I did a photo shoot for a realtor uh, in Leesburg, Rebecca Lomas. And mm-hmm. when I when I expressed to her that, hey, I'm thinking about being a realtor, it was the first time I heard positive feedback. Oh, that's great. You'll have fun. You'll be good at it. And I was like, OK, screw it. I'm unemployed. Uh, I have the time. Signed up for classes uh, four months late. I actually finished maybe three days ago. Whoa. So now I'm just in super, super study mode and I'm, I'm finally ready to do it. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, I had a point and I completely forgot it'll come back to me. But oh, OK. So you're talking about everything that you're doing to prepare yourself for like the growth and maturity of your own you know, business and that whole transition into going from many different jobs to your own thing. I know from personal experience and from a lot of people that listen to us that are looking to do the same thing. First of all, how do you get an LLC? Second of all, if you've had multiple jobs, what do you do with a resume? Uh, so let's see. I'll start with the resume. Okay. Um, you exaggerate, you <laughs> highlight, uh, and sometimes, honestly, especially as people of color, I would say you have to lie on your resume. Mm-hmm. And I, whoever is going to hear this is going to maybe label me as a liar, faking it, whatever. But you know what? Uh, to get opportunities that people who don't look like us have, um, sometimes you got to lie on your resume. And yes, I've had a bajillion jobs, but, you know, sell yourself. You're selling yourself with the resume. So make it the best it can be. Uh, exaggerate a little, uh, you know, incorporate some $10 words in there. Uh, yeah. You know, you just got it. You got to do it. That's how you play the game. I well, I'd have to piggyback on that. You can, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say lie. It's called exaggerations, you know, yeah. because you want to meet the requirements of what they're seeking with your expertise. And sometimes it doesn't align the same way. So you have to embellish those words so that it can sound like you actually are qualified to do it. And I'm sure nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, you're overqualified for the position that they're seeking. So I get it. 
Yep. I, I think that's yeah. great advice. <laughs> Lie. Yeah, and you know, because when you're at an interview, whether it's face-to-face or Zoom these days, you know, you're going to sell yourself. So like the resume you've given to a potential employer, that's sort of like the preview, the sample at Costco, you know? Right. So if, if they get a taste of that and it's good, then you better, you know, sell yourself. So I think the first step is, you know, make that resume gold, make people want it. Do you know what? It is not a lie. It's an advertisement. What do ads do for us? Perfect word. I love it. Exactly. We're advertising ourselves for the market that's seeking our support. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. All right, LLC, tell us. Oh, LLC. Uh, So I have to thank my older brother for this. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Yeah, he's the best. You know, he's always motivated me and has told me to sort of get the phrase I can't out of my mind and out of my vocabulary. So I was working with him uh, at his business, Polestar Solutions, LLC. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I saw him, you know, quit his job and start his own business, you know, I was like, that's amazing. Isn't this hard? Like, I can't imagine the amount of paperwork you have to do. And he's like, nah, man, it's easy. It's easy. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, So we worked together for about four years uh, for the city of Seat Pleasant, Maryland. Uh, That's my neighborhood. Yep. And (laughs) I learned so much that it was like 2017 to like 2020 or so. Um, You know, we did a lot of work for them. And my role there was creative, which is amazing. You know, working with the mayor, Eugene Grant was awesome. Uh, Director of public engagement. I'm like name dropping now. What? Ron Lipford. Uh, So I met a lot of great people that I still continue to work with. Um, And, you know, when it was time to start my LLC, I already had the confidence and the support group. Uh, So I went to LegalZoom.com. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yes. And, you know, it took me about 35 minutes or so. And then the paperwork came in 10 days later, this giant binder with all your documents. And I think it came with a stapler, too. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was such a good feeling. I was like, dang, I can literally do anything and I'm going to do whatever I want at this point. So it was a huge ego boost. Official. So now, um, for those that are listening that don't know what an LLC is, what does that do as far as protecting you? And what does it mean? Does that mean you're official? Like what is an LLC? So an LLC is an official, it's not necessarily a business license, um, and I'm no lawyer. I have to disclose that. I don't want anyone coming after me. Uh, it stands for a limited liability corporation, which means, uh, for example, in the event that someone's coming after your assets or your business, your personal assets are protected and the LLC essentially takes a hit. It's probably not the best description, but it is part of, I guess, a potential ugly truth. So to protect yourself and your personal assets, uh, get an LLC. Fantastic. All right. So back in the day, because I'm thinking like you're going to have this new, you know, entrepreneurship business going. You had Citizen, which Uh, I I felt like (laughs) was everything to me, you know, like I know that we spend a lot of time at the end of the year in school, you know, Mm. piggybacking off of ideas. And this was like one of the freshest ideas that I've ever like felt included with or included by, I don't know how to say it correctly, but 
just knowing like how our backgrounds come from different cultures and heritages and having a space where you were just inclusive of everyone. And I know that you had like this major art show, you know, when we're close to ending school, how about bringing that back? Like, what are your considerations of even maybe trying to figure something that with, you know, not letting that go? Cause it was such a brilliant idea. You know, I, I would like to, to get back into the, the hands-on, like the hands-on art making, like actually making art. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes you fall and here's an excuse coming up. Sorry, I'm going to have to give it to you. Uh, you know, you have to work, you have to pay bills. Um, you have to somewhat get a little practical uh, to make money and put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the future, definitely, it'll probably have a different name, some variation of Manifest Lifestyle, because yeah. you got to brand yourself. Uh, so yeah, I would love to bring that back. You actually, if it wasn't for you, I never, you and I never would have been featured in Essence Magazine. Facts. Uh, November issue 2011. Facts. With Carrie Washington on the cover, so... Very exciting. I think you know, I still have three copies in the garage. That is crazy because I completely forgot about that. That was, <laughs> so that thank was a you win. For, wow. That's a win for both of us. Facts, facts. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I can even foresee maybe having something similar where we can be a space or a platform for mentorship opportunities for like artists of color. You know what I mean? Like maybe just having a panel, you know, bring on some artists that have done something with their lives and kind of share their knowledge, you know, it doesn't even have to be extravagant because I understand like literally I think everyone is having such a hard time with trying to figure out how to live and also like live without having to think about bills all the time. So (laughs) I completely get it. It's rough. Anything is easy. But if I think it gets easier if you're, you know, somewhat a little more confident in yourself and not doubting yourself, Uh, because, you know, limitless potential for all of us. Why not? Yep, absolutely. So I wanted to know your opinion, because, um, like I said, we have a lot of people listening from all around the world. Some that are young, (laughs) very terrifying. So a lot of pressure. And I want to make sure that the questions that I ask, you know, are things that maybe like my younger self made needed for those who are, you know, trying to facilitate themselves as artists. But what are your thoughts on art school? Is that something you think is necessary in this day and time with social media? I know like right when we ended school was when Instagram became a huge thing. So I just want to know your opinion on that. I would say if I was, you know, directing director of education of the world i would say i would make art school mandatory Mm. literally immerse everyone in if they're going to standardize learning then throw art in there you know just you know and you know let me backtrack i know my second part of the major i was working on my master's for art education just like you yes Uh, the reason i didn't pursue to finish my master's was I got to the point where I was doing the the shadowing of the teachers. So I was back at Herndon High, where I went to high school, and there was some art teacher there. And she pulls out this binder. And this binder is massive, and it's got the curriculum planned out for the year. And I was so confused as to why you're standardizing something so creative. 
And she goes, you have to teach from this. The next day I didn't go back and I dropped out of that major, got my bachelor's. I was like, I'm not going to be a public, you know, high school art teacher. Yeah. That's not going to work for me because that's not how I felt like I would succeed. So I would see an ideal world where, you know, just sort of force kids to be artistic. Why not? You know, at least let them try it, get their feet wet. And I'm not just talking about art class every other week in elementary school. I'm talking like art history should be like up there with math, science, whatever. Yes, absolutely. You know, at, at one point, art history might just be gone. You know, like, I don't know what's going to happen to it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, is there new stuff being added to art history? I, I don't know. Well, coming from where I just came from, you know, I'm not mentioning any names, but I think that I would agree with you. There is a lack of. You can't make art like math or science, you know, it requires a different sense of thought process and a a lot of hands on work. So I think that. The way that it's taught needs to be retaught in a different way where it's not requiring testing or grading i don't think art should be graded yeah so it it kind of defeats the point because it defeats the point so maybe having like studio habits or like things that you look out for are you using the technique correctly are you you know i guess absorbing the information accurately or having a critical thought process where you're analyzing you know an image for art history but i think it's nonsense to grade art because not not everyone's doing the same calculations. The right. formula doesn't come out at the same time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we have 10 minutes left. And, um, really? Wow. Yes. Before we conclude, I just, we quickly play a game called This or That. And you're supposed to share like your thoughts or opinions on something and then pick why you choose that thing. So I think okay. I have about four for you. The awesome. first one, Kehende Wiley or Nick Cave? Uh, Kehende Wiley. Why? Colors, 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 colors everywhere. Uh, and I don't know, I think I'm really into flat images versus, and I believe Nick, Nick Cave is a sculptor. If Nick I'm Cave right, was the dancing costume. Yep, there we yep. go. I was paying attention in class. Okay. <laughs> but no, definitely uh, Kehinde for sure. I just, I love that you know, floral-esque and floral prints. I love that. Wonderful. Okay, so if you were to go on an art retreat, would it be in a major city like New York City or London? Or would it be somewhere more rural like, um, I don't know, Harrisonburg, Virginia, or somewhere (laughs) with a lot of countryside and, I don't know, animals? Okay, so unfortunately, I'm not a city person at all. I thought I was when we were living in D.C., going to school, having a great time. It's just not my vibe anymore. I guess I maybe I'm old now. Who knows? But I like the quiet. I wouldn't necessarily go to like Harrisonburg, um, but I don't know. Somewhere quiet. Maybe a somewhere summer. quiet or like, like a Richmond, right? right? Yeah, um, I yeah. would say like Richmond is kind of in between where you kind of have that feel where it's like city, but you still in the country. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, as long as it's it's quiet and there's you know not too much going on on the street. Okay, so would you rather be a person that has $150,000 in one day or in one year? 
Dang, I would, you know what, my business mind, and you know, I'm probably going to get accused of being a capitalist, but <laughs> I would take it in one day so then I can flip it and turn it into more. That's great um, thinking. I mean, yeah. you're going to flip some houses and yeah. <laughs> figure out how to, you know, filter up or bring your business up a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we conclude? I know that you have started your business. What is your website? How can people get in touch with you? And what's next? Sure. So let's see. Uh, my website is Manifest Lifestyle Studios, uh, you know, dot com. Uh, you can also reach me at manifestlifestylephotography.com. On Instagram, I am Manifest Lifestyle Photography. Uh, you know, pretty simple, uh, keeping it brand consistent. Um, and, you know, advice to little kids out there. And by little kids, I mean, probably college students. Developing uh, artists. Yep. Just don't be scared. Just do it. Do what you want to do now. You know, like literally just what are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, if you want to start a YouTube channel, do it. If you want to, I don't know, be an acrobat, do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Just, you know. Because one day, you know, when you're 30 something, you realize that the fear you've had just sort of melts away. So it gets better. It gets easier. And, you know, you can do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. Do it now because the world is crumbling down. <laughs> you know, yeah. when people are like, what would you do if the earth was, you know, shattering or you're about to die? Like, this is the time now. Yeah. And Don't I waste any time on yourself. I wouldn't want to be filled with regret when the world blows up. So <laughs> right. do what you want to do now. <laughs> Absolutely. Mazine, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. And I don't Likewise. know how it's been so many years since, too many, you know, too many, too many You're years. You're a whole mom now. I love it. A whole mom. And it's like, yep. it's crazy because I'm like, I'm looking at you at what, 33 years old and you haven't even aged a day. <laughs> Oh, it's lighting. I'm a photographer now. It's all right, lighting. You pop, no, but you know what? You're glowing, babe. You're glowing. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so it's been great. Um, you know, much success to your business. Um, like Mazine said, he just started his business. Please hit him up if you need any services. Where are you located so that they know um, if you're uh, at the area for? So, you know, speaking of business, um, ups and downs, so a little life lesson for everybody. I had to close down my studio in Fairfax, mm -hmm. but all over the DMV and I'm located in Manassas. Wonderful. Fantastic. The work never stops. We yep, just make never. it keep working. <laughs> never give up. Keep going. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mazine. Yeah, thank you. All right. So we're going to cut it there. I mean, I have five more minutes to chat with you, but that was the end. Oh, of the... OK, cool. Awesome. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yes. Thank you. I, that was yep. so exciting. So um, Phil and I have been thinking about um, doing we've been on the podcast now for two years. This year will be I, our third. Uh, Next month will like, be the third year. I've been under a rock. I was like, she's been at this amazing stuff for oh, like man. four years. It's, it's my boyfriend because I'm the lazy one. <laughs> but um, I was thinking though, like year five, we're trying to gather people to maybe have like an expo or a conference, but to have like, you know, different artists. And it's not like we're not looking for established artists, but like, you know, you all the people that we've interviewed to have like one day or a weekend where we have workshops where you can promote your business. And like, you know, you can maybe do the photography for the event, you know what I mean? And we'll pay you for that. I'm ready. So, yeah. So I'm just going to like put that out there to maybe expect a message from me during the planning process, like early next year. And, you know, we're just going to hire artists. Maybe we'll, you know, hire you for a workshop, but you know, you have the photography 
photography business, maybe you can do the that thing, you know, like just do the Absolutely. I'm down. And I'm also working on uh, an ambassador slash like influencer program. Cool. So far I have four, can- you would be my fourth candidate. Okay, cool. Um, it's It's free to you. And you know how like influencers sort of get like a sponsorship where it's like sell this makeup on your content, right? Yeah. So this is very similar where every other month, you know, I try to get my my like four or five people mm-hmm. do free photo shoots, sometimes separate, sometimes all of them together. And you'll you'd all be strangers, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so it's essentially and in return for the free photos, I you know, I'm trying to look for people who like have consistent messaging. Um, you don't need a bajillion followers. I don't okay. care. About that. Um, in exchange, you just post content, tag my business. I'm down. Um, yeah. You're down. Okay. Yeah, cool. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I'm working on, on like the, the content templates and like what to say. And, and, you know, I, I'm not very organized. Let's be real. Uh, I have the same, I mean, I have the same problem. We're at the same school for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, you know, I'm working on that. Um, you know, and I think it's going to be fun. Obviously, the goal is to grow the business. Yeah. Um, and also earlier when we were filming, in my mind, I had this like issue I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. but it didn't come out naturally. So I didn't bring it up. Okay. Yeah. So when I started my business, it was really about photography for people of color and marginalized people. Mm-hmm. I had like one fucking client, right? The second I took that language out, all the white clients came in and then more clients of color started coming in. So it was like unfortunate, but I was grateful for the money, but like, I wasn't going to give up white dollars just because they're white. Listen, I I had a mentor later. I'm so sorry to cut you off. His name was Alonzo Davis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I work with him when I was like in between jobs, but he told me when I was doing 54 plus, like, with the artists and stuff, like different artists from different places that had heritage in Africa. But he was just like, you need like white South Africans. You need like, you know what I mean? And the moment that I like didn't make like an obvious barrier of like, this is for black people or this is for people. Like you start to see (laughs) the ones that actually have the money. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Want to support your business. It's it's sad. It's funny. It's true. It's, It's too much. And, and yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's true telling with your whole thing about lying. It's like, you're not necessarily ex- like, you know what your mission is mm-hmm. secretly, but yeah. in order to market yourself or like meet the demographic of those people that have the connections and money, like it makes me think about Jay-Z and him wearing locks now. Like if he yeah. wasn't a billionaire, he would not have locks right now yeah. that look like Basquiat. Yeah, because when he w- would walk into a meeting with locks, let's say 20 years ago, They'd probably be like, see ya. Absolutely. But Jay-Z businessman is not just a rapper. And I think oh, yeah. people forget that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you got to work your business until you get to the top. <laughs> whatever right. you need exactly. to do. Okay, Great. All right. Take care. Oh, yeah, you too. I'm here Bye. to support. So whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs>